0: Hi, I'm Aoki and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm really excited to be talking to a young adult horror author because they are rare i think i mean they're you guys are definitely out there but i haven't talked to one yet you're my first one um her name is Audra Kate gonzalez and she has a series called this is noir and i'm really fascinated to talk to her about this hi Audra Kate. how are you today
1: i'm great how are you
0: i'm good thank you i'm just excited that we're finally here because we we've been trying to correspond for for a while now that we can finally get here so let's go ahead and start talking about your series because you just published a second book which is called alligator skin can you kind of tell me about the series first before we get into the second book
1: yeah so uh this is noor is basically a, theory, a series about um, a town called noor and the idea is that there is a noor in every state in the United States, and Each Noor, there's weird, creepy stuff that happens from horror elements to sci-fi elements. Just like really weird phenomenon going on in the city of Noor all across the board there.
0: Is Alligator Skin, the second book, kind of a continuing from the first one or these are all standalone but within the series?
1: So they're all standalone books, but they're all within, you know, the series. Same idea. The only thing that is really similar about the books is the town of Noor. So the first book is set in Indiana and the second book is set in Louisiana. And I try to make everything as... Geographically correct as I can. I do a lot of research, um, especially if it's a state that I've personally never visited. Um, I've never visited Louisiana. I want to really bad.
0: Oh, it's great. But, <laughs> the food is yeah, amazing. Yeah,
1: I, I want to really bad. But so it was a lot of like research, trying to figure out like what you know the scenery looks like. I had spoken to a couple bookstagrammers that are from Louisiana to be like, mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> What's your neighborhood look like yeah, just to kind of get an idea cuz I want people who are reading the books who are probably from that state to be like oh yeah she you know she did a good job at describing right. where we live.
0: So what can we expect from your most recent one Alligator Skin?
1: So Alligator Skin is set in the 80s which I understand that it since it is a YA series that probably some younger adults People aren't going to understand like all the pop culture references. Oh, I would love it. (laughs) But I'm hoping that it captures the 80s enough that it makes YA readers want to be like, huh, I want to look up who that person is. I mentioned Molly Ringwald a lot in the book (laughs) and uh, Pretty in Pink a lot is mentioned a few times. Scooby-Doo is mentioned a few times. So I just thought it'd be a cool way to kind of, Get young adult readers interested in that era, and you know, learning more about it. I wasn't raised in the '80s; I was born in the '90s, but I still love the '80s and the pop culture and like everything that came out of the '80s. It's just so fascinating to me. Um, So, a lot of that cryptozoology. Some people don't know what that is, but cryptozoology is basically scientific animals or creatures that can't be proved by science. So gotcha. it, yeah, so we're talking like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, things like that. So the creature that is in alligator skin is a cryptid that is actually a Louisiana folk myth. So
0: Oh neat. <laughs> yeah. So there's
1: another way to tie in Louisiana and just like the the culture and like the belief systems and a little bit of the history in Louisiana. I chose one of the lesser known cryptids. There's a couple cryptids in Louisiana. I would highly recommend like looking them up. There's like the Honey Island Swamp Monster, Rougarou is another one, but the one that I chose is a little lesser known. There was <laughs> not much research like there wasn't much research and wasn't much to go off of it, so it was kind of nice to use it as the monster in my story because I could kind of Add to the Legend.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: That's kind of what to expect um, in Alligator Skin. Um, A lot of family values, I I try to put that in my books. And coming of age trope, just things like that are are what to expect from Alligator Skin.
0: Nice, thank you for that. Have you already planned out how many books you want in This is Noir? Or this is kind of just coming to you little by little here? So I
1: have like the first 5 books in the series planned out ideas oh,
0: cool. <laughs> plotted
1: the goal is to make it 50 so i can get Every all the state. states in there <laughs> that's cool so that's the goal <laughs> it's very daunting <laughs> but i i am hoping hoping to reach 50 but definitely the first 5 are planned out sweet
0: how did this come about Kate? Okay. how did you want to well i guess one to do Something dark like this, and then to kind of tackle every state, how did all this come about?
1: So I grew up reading R.L. Stein, Goosebumps, Fear Street, uh, Mm -hmm. Christopher Pike, The Point Horror books.
0: I love Christopher Pike, by the way. He's like, I, I was so obsessed. I still am, I think, to this day. I am
1: too. I still read... R.L. Stein, I still read point horror. Christopher Pike, <laughs> I collect the Goosebumps books, the original covers. Like right. I'm, trying I'm trying to collect, to collect the
0: Christopher Pike ones. I actually had them all because really? growing uh, growing up, I would devour them, and then I would wait to the next one. That that of course shows how old I am. But I was <laughs> I was obsessed. I will. I thought R.L. Stein was great, but I was really into Christopher Pike. And then Christopher when Christopher I went Pike to college. Says yeah he
1: was that, like next level I right feel he like. was like
0: the pre-stephen king type yeah and uh and when i got to college i got rid of all of them i didn't think oh. much of it i i sold in a garage sale to the next 14 year old i guess and i thought it was that was great at the time and now now the books are kind of pricey and it's hard to get the the og covers actually yeah but, Especially uh, yeah, with I'm the excited. new
1: series coming out, like mm-hmm. uh, I know when the Fear Street series hit Netflix, it was harder to get the original covers, and yeah. they were like reprinting new covers, and I was like, I don't want those ones.
0: Right, and I remember with Christopher <laughs> Pike, it would have that raised that racing on the cover and I you know all the really pretty colors too and I always thought like the artwork like the people on his covers are really kind of dated they kind of look like 70s but then now I really (laughs) appreciate them I was like well this is so cool but yeah but anyway sorry let's let's get back to you (laughs) sorry
1: (laughs) so so I grew up reading those books and I realized how many kids because I worked at a school for a while Mm -hmm. and I had introduced a bunch of the kids to the Goosebumps books and the TV show. I realized from that experience how many kids love it. Like they are obsessed with getting scared. They hate getting scared, but they like also love it at the same time. I knew that I loved getting scared as a kid and it just really was like one of those things where I kind of wanted to give a new series to the next generation of spooky kids that might not be able to get their hands on an R.L. Stein book or a Christopher Pike book. I really just wanted to be like that next thing. I make my books a little bit scarier than R.L. Stein. I think there's sometimes that R.L. was a little campy. Right. Um, <laughs> and so I try to get like a little bit edgier, just because I, I really want young adults and even adults to read my books and be like, "Ooh, that's creepy. Like, I need to put this down for a second, but <laughs> you'll come back for more. So that's kind of what started the idea of this was just really loving Goosebumps and wanting to create my own series that could thrive for the next generation
0: i love this by the way (laughs) i like that as much as we love rl stein and christopher pikes and whatnot that there's newer authors that are kind of going like taking the baton and keep going with this it's like an olympics race or something (laughs) this is so cool (laughs) So how was it writing the series, especially Alligator Skin? How was the writing process?
1: The first book in the series, Tomato Juice, I started that as a short story for a college assignment. My professor was the one who was like, hey, you should really consider turning this into a full-length novel. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <Sure
0: thing. laughs> Right,
1: exactly. So the, the first book was two years that it took to really write it and pinpoint how I wanted to do it. I had to really make the decision as to if I was going to self-publish it or try to get an agent and seek traditional publishing. I almost went that route, but then I was like, afraid of someone turning it into something I didn't want it to be or trying to do their own spin with this series. And I really wanted that control of like, no, this is the series that I want. Like I want it to be this way. I want it to look a certain way. And I didn't want anybody else to change that. So then I started looking into self-publishing. Thank goodness that I was already in college for creative writing. So we learned some tips and tools for self publishing. And then on top of that, I did my own research and met a lot of people through Instagram who are also going through the same, you know, self publishing as me. As I started to get closer to the time of publishing tomato juice, that is kind of when alligator skin popped into my head. And I was like, <laughs> "Ooh, this will be cool. My husband is super into Bigfoot. And so I was like, <laughs> I wanted to make I wanted to add a cryptid in there because I was right. like I know that this is something my husband would love cuz he's into all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so Alligator Skin was actually a lot shorter process. I started writing it in November of last year and I literally finished it like completely like 2 weeks ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it was
1: very close to the deadline, but we made it. Shout out to my editors. She was fantastic because I gave her like a last minute like I was like, "Here." By the way, I need you to this <laughs> real quick. And we cut I cut it very close, but we made it.
0: <laughs> I love these stories actually because when we read it, we always have a certain image when a what an author does, what a writer does. I always think like you're at your computer in like this dark room and like close curtain and just maybe some candles or some music and just like you guys don't do anything else I usually (laughs)
1: spend my writing sitting on the couch with my dog right next to me one of my dogs (laughs) right next to me I'm one of those like I need background noise and Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll listen to scary music to get me in the mood but sometimes honestly I'll pop on a reality show (laughs) like have that on in the background while I'm trying to write
0: so for everybody. Right. So what else can you tell me about you as an author, Audra Kate?
1: So I am a Christian. So I do try to make sure there's a little bit of light within the darkness somewhere. So that way, and I don't always do that. You should read some of my short stories. <laughs> <laughs> but at least for this series, since it is a YA series, I do try to. Add some lightness. There's horror, there's a little bit of gore here and there, there's some, you know, scarier scenes, but there's always light within the darkness somewhere, and things will turn out in the end, even if it's not the best ending you could ever think of for somebody. It's still a lighter ending to help with all the
0: horror. But you also work in the book world. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: So right now I am interning with 20 Hills Publishing and J. Hill runs the publishing company. She is fantastic. She's great to work for. And I love what I do. I help out with the newsletter and organizing files and beta reading. It's a lot of fun. I I do a lot of the social media posts for them too. And so I really enjoy that. And then me and a couple friends from church, they're both readers and they're super techie. One of them approached me, Zach, and he was like, hey, I have this idea for this ebook distribution platform. And he was like, you know, it's just another way for indie authors to get their books on another platform that people can read from. It's a better way to help promote them, too, because Amazon is a pain (laughs) in the butt
0: when it comes to
1: promoting. And when you're an indie author, the most important thing is promoting and marketing. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard. And sometimes it can be expensive. And so Nerdy Read Inc. is our platform that we are starting. The partial website is up right now, but it'll hopefully be fully accessible to indie authors and publishers. And then hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be able to open it up for the readers to then purchase ebooks, things like that. And then next year the goal is to start working on an app for it
0: as well. I'm so excited for this. Congratulations. This is this is fascinating. This is great. Thank you. Not thank only you. is your, your series pretty interesting and I would love to read it, but also the work that you guys do for any Others, because I'm a huge supporter of any Others. Yes. So I hope to be a part of this ride, honestly. Yes, thank <laughs> um, you. <laughs> you say you already have the next five books planned for the series. Mm-hmm. Do you have Something you've been cooking in the back—that's not part of the series. I'm just trying to be really nosy here of your work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually in grad school right now. I'm in for my master's of fine arts. So part of that is our final project is a full-length novel, seventy between seventy thousand to hundred wow. and twenty thousand words, and yeah
0: <laughs>
1: And so, right now, my focus is working on that novel for my degree. It is a fantasy romance young adult novel. There's a possibility that it might cross over into new adult. It just depends on how graphic I get with the fighting theme.
0: <laughs> right?
1: So it just depends. So that's what I'm working on right now, which is a new avenue for me because I'm so used to writing horror. But I really wanted to venture and try something different. I read a lot of fantasy. I read a lot of fantasy YA, a lot of fantasy romance. I just really wanted to try it because I don't want to be just a one trick pony. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what I'm working on right now. But then I also have a few short stories coming up that will be published in a couple different anthologies between this year and next year. That's also exciting, too. So that's something to like. Look forward to while I'm working on this and then tentatively be working on the third book for the This Is Noir series starting this year. But I'm not going to give myself like any definitive deadlines, just hopefully making the goal to have it published fall of 2024.
0: Gotcha. This is way too exciting. I would love <laughs> for you to come back, actually, once you get maybe your the big novel or anything or even the app or... When you guys launched the website for the eBooks, this is so cool. I'm already going to keep this in recording that you're going to come back, whether or not you agree. Yes. <laughs> I definitely would. Hey, thank you. So, K, where can we get your books?
1: So you can get my books from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, books a million online, pretty much anywhere books are sold online, you can find this is more, you'll only be able to get the ebooks right now through Amazon. But I'm hoping to have at least tomato juice ebook on like Barnes and Noble, it'll be on our nerdy reads platform as well within the
0: next year. So okay. but right
1: now ebook is only available through Amazon. Paperback is available wherever you you know buy your books online.
0: I wanna say this was actually a really fun hour that we talked about your books. I love the fact that you you kind of introduced me to cryptozoology. I mean <laughs> I didn't know that was the label. I mean I mean I knew you know about Loch Ness and things like that, but I I'm glad I get to know what they're all encompassed under. So this is fascinating. Any last minute thing you want to say before we go?
1: Yeah. So if you want to follow me on social media, I am on Instagram at let's lets.get.lit.urcher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot uh tiktok under the same handle i'm on twitter but not frequently <laughs> and my website is author dot com.
0: so thank you for coming by today and thank, thank you, you for letting you. us in into this world that you've created and i hope to talk to you again i will I will let you go this time because I think I can keep bothering you for much all day. So <laughs> I will talk to you later, Audra Kate. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. Please continue to support indie others and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tell me podcast for a price of a coffee you can support monthly for just five dollars there's other tiers too in the memberships and you can look at all the info about it and i would certainly certainly appreciate it and of course there's the other podcast books cats and snacks where katie and i talk all things book and about her cats too see you then